This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves, and bags. Also, t shirts like hip hop, nature, rock bands, reggae, and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. Now, let's check out this episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another. Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report Podcast. And today, we have a real special guest in the building. Listen, this lady has been giving you hits from in the 80s right up until right now. Listen, she's got you songs like Breeze Off, Enough Respect, and so much more. You know we have in the building today? We have the one and only Miss Lady G in the building today. What's going on, my sister? Well, I'm just giving thanks and thanks for having me on your program. Yeah, man, we have to, every day we wake up, we have to give thanks for life, you know, to the way our time gets us serious, <laughs> you know? Trust yeah. me, you know that. Trust me, you know it's serious. <laughs> and before we even go any further, I got to say thank you so very much for coming through to the Entertainment Report podcast today. You're welcome, man. It's a pleasure for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you see on this program here, we like to go right from the beginning and bring yeah. it up right to 2021. All right. So my well, first let, question. Okay. What let, are you me see say? My, let, let me see if my memory is still working. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, like when you go on a stage, you touch that mic, how everything just comes back to you. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be the exact same way. Yes. All right. Understand? <laughs> All right. So my first question is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica? And what type of child were you? Well, to be exact, I was grow- I was uh, born in Spanish Town. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be exact. I'm a home delivery baby. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, grew up in a community where, you know, they would call it the ghetto. You know, where you have, you have Thompson Penn, you have um, Old Road. You have Chins Avenue, all those little places, Jones Pen, all those places where I run up and down. And then when I get much older, I went to um, De La Vega City to live with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I even live as a child, I even live in um, Brunswick Avenue with my grandfather because I was like all over the place, you know what I mean? <laughs> as a mm-hmm. child, but a very humble child, I must say, definitely. I never used to talk. A lot of people in my community said they don't understand, oh, me become a DJ because we never used to talk. You know what I mean? Because me and my aunt grew up together. We were on the almost same age. I was like probably like a, mm, probably like two years older than her. And um, okay. she was the outspoken one. I was a little quiet one that, you know, just quiet and don't talk much, you know. Grow up, my mother, single parents, you know, single parent, single parent home with my other siblings. Well, I have other siblings on my father's side, a lot more. Like, I think I probably about 12 brothers and sisters I have on my father's side. But on my mother's side is six of us. And I'm the eldest one for both my mother and father. Got you. And when do you become interested in music or when did you start discovering music around you? Uh, as a little girl going to school, going to school, um, I used to always love to participate in all kind of events, you know, whether it's sports or whether it's acting or whether it's dancing, 
me just was one of them kind of little nothing little girl and reciting poems also okay you know yeah i used to love to recite poems so that's when i realized that really i i love you know the limelight mm -hmm. and then visiting my father on a couple of occasions i realized i get to realize that my father is also a musician okay. his name is krimo Mm -hmm. Ken Roy, you know, I mean, he's now working with the Congos. Okay. Uh, yeah, my father sing back up to the Congos, the little whitehead, but well, everybody had white in the group. The boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like Santa Claus, yeah, yeah, me and everything. So, going there, visiting my father now, I realized that um, I used to see all kind of instruments, you know, mm -hmm. guitar, because my father is a professional bass player. So I used okay. to see guitar and Congo jump. So more time ago, I mean, so let's make a whole heap of nice. And I remember one time he, he had a record that he did and he gave it to me. And I cherished that record so much. I was like, uh, you know, so proud, you know. Yeah, my father, artist, mm -hmm. you know. And then, like, as I said, start performing at, you know, going to primary school. I used to go to Crescent Hall age. Mm -hmm. And as a little girl, I was very annoying to like, even like to my brothers and sisters. I used to always like any song that is popular. I used to sing that song and um, create my own lyrics to it and use it to tease them. So okay. I used to always do it to my sister at one point that, <laughs> I mean, no, no feelings, to it, but I'm just being real. My sister... <laughs> gave me a cut on my hand because she told me stop it she said stop it stop stop and i keep on doing it i went you know my mother heard what happened because i had once to go to the hospital to get stitches in my hand okay. yeah. and um when my mother heard about my mother said yes she will stop so that's what i used to do i used to make up my own lyrics and mock my sisters and brother and let them cry you know <laughs> so <laughs> crazy that's the girl i was <laughs> I hear. when you when you heard when you heard the music what type of was it more djs or singers that you liked or you just liked everything at that time there at first i used to love singing because people like you know like dian warwick you know mm -hmm. It's kind of r&b song i used to listen to you know marcia griffiths judy mowat you know that song hush baby mother Things will be better. We used to listen to them songs there a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, I used to tell myself that I could sing, you know what I mean? So I used to always sing. Mm -hmm. But um, the whole DJ thing come about where when, um, living, when I moved to De La Vega City now and Papa San was living there because Papa San family was living in Thompson also. And then, they, you know, this housing scheme built up and we all, you know, family moved to to another place and it was De La Vega City was a new development so we all went there to live and you know we used to have really a concert at night time where we hung out myself Papa San Dirtsman Wicker Man all of us you know used to hang out and and all really a concert but at that time I was I was a singer at that time you know and then now Papa San was the one who started to DJ first, you okay. know. So yeah, he used to DJ on um the song named Stereophonic before he even reached the creation. Stereophonic out at East and um 
I used to, you know, you used to like be in our house because we were like one big family as kids grow up because his parents and my parents, they are good friends. You know, okay. so we we were, you know, kids just grew up like, it's almost like we grew up in a one yard, mm -hmm. you know? So, so I used to, sometimes when the truck used to come over on the highway at De La Vega City area, and so son used to be, his, his house was like in a little lane, but my house was on the front. So I could see from where my grandmother's house is over to the highway, you know? Mm -hmm. So when the truck come, then he, he would stay at my grandmother's house. And when the truck come, he would run across the street to go on the truck back to, <laughs> to go to dance. So, yeah, and I used to admire, I admire his creativity, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, sure. you know I mean, listening to Nancy, Nancy at the time, listening to Lady Anne at the time, Sister Carol, you know, Sister Carol, I used to love Sister Carol so much. When she came out with that song, Dog in the Get Yo, I, I used to love, I just love the way how she put the lyrics and, you know, I think it was, it was very, she was a very intelligent person from when mm -hmm. I listened to her lyrical content, you know, and I draw, you know, I find myself, you know, get drawn to that type of lyrics, you know? Okay. So then I guess at this time you figured first you wanted to start singing, but then after yeah. a while, those type of lyrics and Papa Sun right. and everything, you said DJ is your thing. Right. Yeah. DJ. Mm. DJ was my thing. Yeah. Do you remember your first your first set of lyrics that you made up? Wow. Mm -hmm. um, um, honestly, like I used, there was a little sound system in a community, like in Thompson, because I used to be like from Thompson to Little Vegas City at the time, because my grandparents was living in in Della Vega City, and my mother was still living in Thompson, so I used to mm -hmm. go back and forth. So there was a little sound system. Thompson Pen, in Thompson Pen, where I used to go there. So we can't remember them lyrics because some, like every time I make up one little four line or something, we just go, <laughs> go test it out <laughs> just to hear about myself, you know, on, a, uh, on the microphone. But yeah, I used to, um, I have a lyrics I used to DJ. So the, at the time it was polka that was rearing. I, saw, I used to have a song, polka that, polka that, everyone now. Hear that sitting on that one will about crap, so <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. so you know, and then I have my cousins, them you know, used to boots me up and thing. I say, Yeah, man, it's all good. And an uncle there, who you know, I mean, he, he he was the one in the family who really like started the whole DJ thing, my mm -hmm. uncle. So, you know, what I mean, like some of the times I used to like DJ some of his lyrics to some of the time, you know, and okay. turn it my way. I used to, you know, fix it, you know. Mm -hmm. My way and DJ, yeah. You said you're hanging out with like a Papa San, uh, a Dirts man, and all of them yes. around there. So you, you were you were the rough and tough. You were like the tomboyish type of thing around. Definitely, the definitely. I you, you hit the nail. <laughs> <laughs> I was that tomboy because we mm -hmm. were growing up. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when did you and Son decide to connect and then really start to either write lyrics or whatever the case? When did you guys really connect? Well, I I started out doing my thing. Uh, I mean, DJing because um, I remember one year I can't remember the year, but it was it was like a summer early, like in August mm -hmm. when they um in August when they when, when they used to have all the festival thing, the street dance that the government used to put on, mm -hmm. and um I 
went there not with the intention to really like dj mm -hmm. but they asked that they had a dj competition and um they wanted a female so my cousins were there with me and know me always i make up my little fufu lyrics there <laughs> i said go up in one want a female let's go up there go up there the dj and i went up there and uh, mash up the place okay dj in the same polka that lyrics <laughs> and that's where i uh, met with um daddy miki I don't know if you heard about Daddy Miki. Mm -hmm. Miki Mix. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. But at that time, Daddy Miki was DJing on Black Scorpio. Okay. You know, Black Scorpio, you would still have an event, uh, have a Thursday night thing at 30 Early Avenue at his headquarters, you know. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, I could bring you to this sound, you know, in, in, in Kingston, you know, Early Avenue. You could have DJ, you know, we can DJ for the sound system, you know. So I went there and you know, I used to go there because at that time I was going to high school. So, like, on Thursday night, I used to go up there and, you know, try to get a little well off of the mic and thing and thing. Because and, I have to go to school Friday morning. So, mm -hmm. I have to do what I do and try to catch back the bus to go back to Spanish Town. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I used to go there every Thursday night, you know, DJing, working on my craft until um, I'd said, you know, to Scorpio. Scorpio had some country dance. And no, it was holiday for me. I was going to school. I was on summer holiday. So mm -hmm. I said, you know, I said to Scorpio that I would love to come and dance with them in the country. Mm -hmm. So he said, yeah, you could come. Yeah, come early. I said, if you can't get for good home on the truck. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> good home on the truck. Go on the truck, the country. <laughs> was, you know? Mm -hmm. So I said, to, at the time, you know, I used to talk, you know, talk with General Trees and Sugar Shine and, you know, all them, those artists and, and that they make it to. So I said, mm -hmm. I said to Trees, you know that, um, Scarver say I must come early. Cause those, those days, that's how it used to go. You start sure. from the, from the truck mm -hmm. till you can't afford to buy a car. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, oh, it could be too much for me. <laughs> so, so I said, Trees, you know, Scarface saying for me to come to the dance, I'm gonna have to go on the truck. Mm -hmm. So she said, No, man, that can't work. Uh uh, uh uh. You're not going on no truck. You are mm -hmm. driving weed in the car. All right. So I don't know what he said to Scarface and whatever. And I end up the night when I was going to the dance, mm -hmm. I had was the pass where I live in Spanish Town. Okay. So I said to, um, Scorpio, I said, well, my mother is not used to me going to all these far places and staying out until in the morning. So if you could have stopped and asked my mother if, you know, for permission for me to come to the dance. Mm -hmm. And it's all right. And um, he stopped and, you know, my mother was a little hesitant, you know, because I'm a girl child, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And some of her friends were sitting there with her and her friends said, you know, that's what, they, you know, she'll she love. Make sure go and, you know, give her a chance. Make sure go. And my mother said, all right. And my mother said to Scorpio, if you ever make a strong ear hurting on my daughter, Ed, remember you forgot to talk to me. Take care of my daughter. Yes. <laughs> so that's when I get the first go to start, go to all the dances. So as I tell you, it was the summer holiday, so... After that, I mean, just every dance, every mm -hmm. dance, 
every dance began. As I come in, as Scarpia dropped me off and go out by in the evening, they come back and pick me up and stuff like that. So, you know. And you're doing a yeah. lot of stuff there. When you yeah. got to when you got to Scorpio, <laughs> which other artists were on Scorpio at that time there? Um, General Trees, mm-hmm. Shuka Shine. I think Barry Back was there at the time. Um, you know, you like culturally, Daddy Miki, you know, Liko Miki. Yeah, I can't just yeah, those are the artists I can't remember. And you have Mikey Melody as a singer mm-hmm. on the song, yeah. Where was was Lord Sassafras? Sassafras, by this time, Sassafras, I think, was living in the States. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you came when he kind of went to foreign and doing his type of stuff. You were That's when you came around the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but right. I know of him. I know of him at that time because, you know what I mean? I know he was the one who really like, you know, was the first, you know, artist, home artist and Black Scorpio sound, you know, from my knowledge. But he used to visit time to time, you know, come to Jamaica and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Got you. Good to go. Okay. So then you said now you're doing a lot of the dances, a lot of the country dances. What are some of the early dances you would remember that's stuck in your mind forever? Well, I remember um, I went to a dance. I think it was in Westmoreland. Mm-hmm. I went to a dance in Westmoreland. And um, yeah, that night, <laughs> that night, something happened to me that night. Um, Daddy Miki, mm-hmm. I, I tell the story before. Daddy Miki was smoking a spliff and he said, hold this for me, G, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they hold the spliff and thing and the scent start, me start, he nailed it smell and everything and then say oh, I'm take a look at draw fight and I remember when 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 um daddy Mickey said to me said gee where did if I give it to Oli what I said I don't know it was done so that night yeah all I know I was like oh I couldn't DJ the night Black mm. Scorpio was so upset he was like Mickey you see what you do why did you give the people and pick me you know, mm-hmm. we had all those stuff and Black Scarpe was very, he was very protective of me, I must say, after that. He really did, you know, like a father figure to me, mm-hmm. I must say, about that, but, uh, about Black Scorpio. And then I remember next time I went to a dance in Mandeville, mm-hmm. in Mandeville, and I'm telling you, it's like, it was so cold, and at those days it was hams. Mm-hmm. It was, you know... Um, system. It wasn't like no, you know, computerized yeah. thing. And trust me, I was so cold the night. Mm-hmm. I tell myself, said no, I don't think I really want to do this. <laughs> I'm not going back to no more that <laughs> at <Okay>. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, me used to get one and two, you know, all off of the mic, and cause you know, I start, you know, working myself. You know, I make like one and two extra lyrics every night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and um. Then no, we I think we did a dance in Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby Lanto. Mm. Yeah, I can remember I went to Jack Ruby Land and yeah, the night there. Yeah, man, Lady G do our thing, yeah. So build a build my thing little by little by little, you know, at that time, you know. Big, Never big, have big. much lyrics, but you know, one on one, you know. <laughs> You're figuring it out from there before we even yes. go too far. How did you even get your name, Lady G? 
Well, Lady G, um, well, this this man named Sassafras, I know a, a lot of artists back in the 80s supposed to talk about this man, because this man played a play a great part in a lot of artists' career during the 80s. This man named Sassafras. Mm -hmm. Sassafras was the only posters man in in Jamaica, I would mm -hmm. think. The only person if you want, if you're keeping an event, you have to go Sassafras, no matter where you where you are in Jamaica. You have to come um, off a tree road and find Sassafras. So I remember when Sun used to DJ and Liz Unlimited, you know, and, um, you know, Papa Sa um, Sassafras was the man who used to print all the posters and stuff. So um, I wanted those days when I, in that time when I was DJing on Black Scorpio, my name was going on the posters. You know, so I started feeling a little weird. So, Son said to me, you know what? I can bring you to this man named Sassafras, who print posters and him put a name on it, man. So when I went there, he said, what's the name? I used to call myself Sister Janet. So okay. he said, Sister Janet, because Janet was my pet name in my community. Mm -hmm. So he said, Sister Janet. No, man, that doesn't sound like artist name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you this name, Lady G. As mm -hmm. from now, your name is Lady G. And I took on that name and, you know, run with me because there was a lot of ladies during that time too. So mm -hmm. I took on that name and, yeah, and did, from that day. Did he ever tell you why Lady G and what the G was supposed to stand for in the first place? Not really because he used to have people like, well, he couldn't say Lady J, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound <laughs> too right. So I just said the G. Mm -hmm. And then, no, I mean, I just put meaning to it and say, I mean, you know, Lady Goddess, Lady Genius, mm -hmm. Lady whatever, you know what I mean? But he didn't really have a, you know, one day I need to ask him that, why did he? I never asked him that question, never, <laughs> never, yeah. I just, it is just sound good. So I'm mm -hmm. just say, yeah, may I work with it. <laughs> work with it. You know what? You're right. Yeah. And look, it's now like a household name after so many years. You're right. Right. Okay. You're yeah. on the song, you're you're going wrong on the song, you guys are doing your stuff like that. Yeah. When was the first time you went into a studio to record? Ah, uh, I can't remember. It, it was in the early 80s, but I can't remember the exact date. Mm -hmm. But the first person who took me to a studio was Black Scorpio. That time he started um, to do his own label because you know at the time jammies are around the place and you know jammies and scarpio kind of have a little competition mm -hmm. thing going on so um he decided to have his own label so he took me to channel one channel one was the studio mm -hmm. i first recorded and it was i can remember it was soji this engineer named soji mm -hmm. was the engineer at channel one mm -hmm. at the time and um, I did this song called Ghetto Rock. Cause this Ghetto Rock is where I used to always a DJ and the sound system. I mean, always I get forward feed. So mm -hmm. he had this rhythm, this rhythm. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember the the the. But I remember Frankie Paul have a song on it called a Close Closer I Get to You." <laughs> the closer I get to you, yes, yeah, so. Scorpio sent me around in other, in other recording booths, you know? And then we go in the record booth and one cut. 
Get a rocker, get a rocker, make we do the get a rocker, you feel. Move your foot like you know a van of socks. Move up your foot, move up your heel back. Move your leg like a truck, you a truck. Wind your waist like you're winding a watch. Buff up your belly like you a Goliath. Shake yourself like a box, you a box. Move your mouth like a chat, you a chat. Move up your body and get down flat. But before you start, do it to go quack, quack, quack. Get a rocker, get a rocker. One cut, because <laughs> Soji was Soji was like this to me, giving me all the energy and the vibes that are going on, you know. Yeah, one cut, one cut, non-stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that was, was the first, first, first song I did, and it was recorded under Lady G. Yes, yes. When I start recording, I already have the name Lady G. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had brought up something. I want to go to the sound system before I forward with the recording. Were you yeah. ever on any of those Black Scorpio versus Jammy clashes? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't recall any being on any of those mm -hmm. clashes. Yeah. Or were you in any clashes on a sound system? Because I know, yes. I know about the stings and stuff. We want about the sound system. Uh, yeah, when I was DJing on um, African Symbol. Because at that time, I was DJing on Black Scorpio, making my name on Black Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So here comes this song named African Symbol, you know, mm -hmm. in Montego Bay. Yeah, African Symbol. I started DJing on African Symbol. So I was like back and forth from, from Black Scorpio to African Symbol. And they had this big clash. And I think it was Jammies. Mm. Yeah, African Symbol against Jammies. Yeah, and I was there at that clash as the lone female you know, female artists with Echo Minot and the General Trees was a guest artist. Not not General Trees, um Papa San was a guest artist mm -hmm. on it that night too in a place called in, in Montego Bay. Um what is what is this place? Disco Inferno. Mm. Disco Inferno, that's where the clash was. And um and and yeah but go on with my thing too, man. I never really like take on any artist really at mm -hmm. that time, you know. But yeah, me get me do my thing and me get my forward, you know. All right. Proper. Yes. Proper. <laughs> you brought up this name again, Papa Sad. I know yes. two songs that you guys recorded was um Legal Rights and Wrong Table Talk. How did those songs come around? Well, I mean during that time doing my thing and you know papa san say you know saw me doing my thing and stuff and um then he came papa san you know papa san was doing this thing and i was doing my thing too and uh, and the idea came up because we i mean we were friends we grew up you know from where kids so it's like him saying no we need to do something together mm -hmm. you know we need to do something together and then the first song we do was um i think it was Man of, um, which one? Legal rights. Man of a right. So man of a right. So if you don't hurt me, yeah. And he was at um. I remember he called me today. He was at Creation because he was at Creation during during that time. DJ and Creation son, and he called me and said, "I have this idea, you know, more me if you do." And first of all, when both of us wrote it, it was Papa's an idea. He came up with the idea and everything, and you know, mm -hmm. and. Then we start DJing at the unsound system and I mash up the place. Okay. And I mash up the place and then now 
uh, during that time, who, who I was, I started doing my little record in that time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Gussie, yeah, Gussie Clark said he would like us to do a combination. Mm-hmm. So there goes again, me and son and a couple of our friends was hanging out at this house and he came up with that, Papa son again, came up with the idea and wrote the song around a lot of friends. It was like, it was like a stage show because, you know, I mean, everybody was participating in it. Because when Papa son come with his light, then we come with my own and, you know, we line them off a hat. Because we get the forward right there and then, you know, so, yeah. So, so we know that song would, would, would have a, you know, a forever life lifespan to it because it was real, you know, it was a real, you know, vibe, you know, with, with other people around us. It wasn't just two of us sitting there you know writing it you know there were other people around giving us you know approval you know from there because i think legal rights was recorded for the technique label yes legal rights at the time yeah because you know um techniques was the label that was going on at the time winston riley yeah but i remember a record before that with winston riley okay yeah um Junior Ranks was the person who uh, took me to Winston Riley to record one night. And um, that's when I did the song, Some File Lover, that mm. with, with myself and Opton James. I think yes. Winston, yeah, Winston Riley already have Opton James did the song. So I was there waiting mm. for the whole night, waiting to voice. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know what I was going to voice or whatever. <laughs> I was just there sitting, you know, me and Junior Ranks as my friend and and then um, he played the song and said, you know, find some lyrics to this. Mm-hmm. You know, and the rest is history, just going to the, 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 the recording booth. And that was it. If you notice that in the song, I called Junior Rank's name. A lot of people thought it was Junior Rank's did the song. Okay. You know? Yeah, because yeah. she was there. She was the one who, you know, took me to the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the first time I really record for for Winston Riley, you know, techniques. Okay, so it was two songs that you recorded or it was two hits that actually came out of the techniques label? Two hits. The two songs that I did for Winston Riley was two hits. The one mm. with me and Alton James and the one with me and Papa Sad. Mm. You know? Yeah. At the time and you know Tiger and Anthony Malvo had that song on the same rhythm too. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we were wow with Tiger and Malvo song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the juggling that was really hot. Yeah, yeah man, I think, yeah, Tiger, uh, Tiger Malva song was the one. I think they first was the number one spot before mm-hmm. us. Yeah, when their song came up, then because me and Papa Son was performing it, you know, at all the stage show, the man dance and I mash up the place, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah crazy because i know which one has the music video is it legal rights or round table talk has the music round table talk have the music video round table and talk that's Opa the one say you are miss ladies you say you are this mind you destroy the relationships of both and say you are miss ladies you say you are this yeah and we had that as a part two you know mm-hmm. yeah and that's the one that shelly thunder is actually in that music video there too yes 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 
mm-hmm. and the bubblers pussy. You know, I know a lot of people supposed to tell about the bubblers pussy. Mm-hmm. The time that the bubblers pussy was the artist pussy in the dance hall anyway. Papa mm-hmm. saw Lady G there in a Jamaica where them candidates them there that support us. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times would San come over to Black Scorpio or a lot of times you would go over to Creation and DJ? Mostly I would go over to Creation mm-hmm. because Papa Son was like Creation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So was San Lecturer was over there too? It was a couple of them that was over there doing their things at that time there. Yeah, man. Lecturer was there at the time. I wasn't like a household DJ there, you know. I used to just pass through, you know. Mm-hmm. I used to just pass through time after time, you know, when some dancer go on. But Scorpio was really my my song officially. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Did you ever? Because another big um Spanish tongue song would have been um Stereo One. Did you ever DJ Stereo One? No, no, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, stir one. Maybe I might go to one of the dances, but um, I can't recall any, you know, any dance that I really go go to and stir one. Yeah. Most times here, and another big song since you brought up his name, Gussie Clark was um, "Rumors." All right. Yes. Yes. How did you come up with that? Because it was only the other day I was realizing that you and Greg Razak are both talking about rumors. So who had the rumor song first? Well, this whole rumors idea was like, I think it was Mikey Bennett. Mm-hmm. Because Mikey Bennett was the musical director for Gussie Clark. So he was the one who used to, you know, help to write some of the songs and for, for artists at that time. And mm-hmm. he was the musical arranger, you know. So when I, when I went to, when, when, when Gussie sent a call me and I went down to Slipper, because, uh, you know, every artist, we used to hang out at Gemini Club every day. Nobody never had any cell phone or whatever. But Gemini Club, you know, Sassafras did have an office phone. So, like, we, we used to give people the office phone. Hey, or if you want to find an artist, mm-hmm. just go to Gemini Club and you find them. So, I was there one day and um, I don't remember who Gussie sent to call me, but Gussie sent to call me and I went down to the studio and, and he started p- playing the rumors rhythm. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the song. No care my name, no spread no rumor, show me enough respect, you know, a DJ. No, I think I had just the lyrics first. I had, mm-hmm. Sorry, I had the lyrics first. This is a fact, may I fake confess to each and every woman, man, for due respect. The two will just up in the latest salary of facts. Right now, I don't even remember what the chorus was like because that whole lyrics came about at the time when, you know, the, the whole heap of derogatory lyrics them about woman and the whole me and put up your hand me and yeah. all of them kind of like around the place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a time for it. So as a female now, I say, you know what? They're gonna take a stand and make me feel, you know, say something positive, you know, F- for the ladies, for the woman them. So um when I went there and start DJing the lyrics and the rhythm, as I said, I don't remember the punchline that I had before. Start DJing. Um mm-hmm. Um, Mikey Bennett was the one who said, "Oh, about you know, sing this as the punchline. Okay, I'm in name. Let's spend a room and show me enough respect, you know. And that's how that really come about. Cause I sing that. No care my name. Let's spend a room and give me enough respect until my throat get dry." Mikey <laughs> Bennett said, "Mikey Bennett, <laughs> all right, take a break. Go drink some water. Come back." <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I was kind of like a bit upset. I'm like, oh, gosh, just singing this whole thing over, 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 over. You know what I mean? But it was worthwhile, you know? Yeah, that song was written with with my friend um, in Spanish town to De La Vega City because so much talented people came from my community. You know, this youth name, um, we call him Dudo, Joseph, yeah, Joseph Jackson. He was my neighbor, okay. you know, he was my neighbor. So, yeah, we, we used to always, like, go down to the river because there's a Raya Cobra River close by De La Vega City. So we used to always go down to the Raya Cobra River and so we have to write lyrics, you know, because Papa San, I don't mind, we set the trend with the writing lyrics. And I always I write, walk with them lyrics, book and thing, you know. So we say, yeah. So if, if you want to be an artist at that time, you have to have your lyrics book. And you have to write your lyrics them. So, yeah, we went to River that day and, and, and I said, you know, I want to write something that, um, to uplift the females, you know, something, you know, and, and, and that's the lyrics that came about. Even the part that, um, when I said, we come up on the street, the man them say, we look fresh. That was one of my brethren. Who, he was in the water swimming. And then he came up fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, I'll put that to the lyrics. Yeah. So, you know, Crazy. Yeah, everything that's, that's natural, you know. <laughs> and what did that do for your career now at that time, having that monster hit on your head? Well, Enough Respect was the song that really put me on the musical, on the recording musical map at that time. Because at that time, I didn't do the, the combination with Papa San yet. Okay. For Gussie. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do the combination for, with Papa San for Gussie yet. So, yeah, that Enough Respect does take off and, yeah, I start traveling and, you know, start doing a lot of shows. You know, the big shows, I'm like Reggae Splash at the time and yeah, and sting and all them shoulders. So yeah, enough respect really put me on the recording musical map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since you're talking about shows, let's just get right into it. Two massive yes. shows. Yes. Sting '88 and Sting '89. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. Yes. What do you remember about Sting '88? I think '88 was the one with you versus Sister Charmaine, Lady Mackerel, and Lady Junie. '88. Right, right, right. No, Junie ranks with the first one I can remember. It was myself, uh, Lady Junie, mm -hmm. Sister Charmian, and Junie ranks. Got you. Yeah, Junie ranks was uh, on that one, and I was I was the one that you know nobody because I didn't have much recording. Sister Charmian was the female artist was who was doing a lot of recording, and and also uh, Lady Junie she had a couple record. I didn't have much recording. I was just like a Mostly a, a sound system DJ, where, you know, travel all over Jamaica and make my name, mm -hmm. you know. So going into that clash, Sister Charmaine was a favorite at the time, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I tell myself, say, I'm going to make my mark, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm look, my Spanish town crew, like Dirks, man, a booth, I said, gee, I want to, because I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of nervous still, you know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, big platform like that clash. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Dirtsman was the one said, so, Oh, I'm TLG. You know, them girls in the bad like you. You know, was the one who, uh, I, trust me, talking about him right now is like it, my heart hurting, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Dirtsman, good youth, you know? Sure. Good youth. R.I.P. Dirtsman. Yeah, and he, he was the one who, like, you know, boots in me up. Get them not bad like you. Really, 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 you know? Yeah, man. 
So I went there with that, you know, confidence, you know, say, yeah, there's one some of bad and then a bad like me. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it how did it end up that night there? End up that that night really. Mm-hmm. Sister Charmaine, she did well. She did well, but I was the highlight of the show that night because nobody know much about me. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody know much about me. So I was like the talk of the town that night. Uh, in the morning, you know, um, Sting goes straight back to till in the morning, saying, in the morning, Lady G, them I talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the hanging tree here? No, no, no. That wasn't the hanging tree here. No, no. That was 89. No. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that one there. What happened at that one? Well, well, um, I want to tell her, my friend Junior, and she, in, she, she have a lot of influence on that one, you know. She was in that clash, too. Okay. And she was like, gee, the hanging tree thing, something there with, with, with Sean, I know, with that, that ring the alarm thing there with Charmaine, Av. Mm. No, man, you have to kill it, man. <laughs> you have to kill it. <laughs> you know? So... Mm. Oh, it there, I think, and um, the night I think that clash, that clash was no, um, Sister Charmaine, mm-hmm. Lady Pia, mm-hmm. Lady Patra, yes, and myself, mm-hmm. yeah, that clash. So, um, well, at that time, you know, my, my name started call up and thing. I, be, I became a household artist at that time, recording and everything, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people are favorite at the time. But everybody there, Charmaine, she don't do her thing and everything, see, man, you know? Lady P was the was the uprising one. Lady P was the, yeah, she, Lady P was, trust me, tough, mm-hmm. tough. She was one of them who really, like, you know? Give me, give me a little. Let me, me have to really. My antenna, them have to go up. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lady P. Yeah. Cause she was a she's a bad DJ, bad DJ. Yeah, man, definitely. Mm-hmm. So um. So after the night, now we did and blah blah blah, and I go on and and you know which one? Let's see, which one of the class? I know it's more than one class, but those are the two classes. The, the clash there and this clash is the one who stand out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, so, Sister Charmaine, you know, I go on with her thing and I do her thing and we, we, we and um, she never, she never saw that one coming. <laughs> she never, she never saw that one coming, the hanging tree coming. Mm-hmm. Because, I want to tell you honestly that night when I went to to sting, you know, I was, you know, I was having a bad night. I wasn't feeling good. I was I was so upset going to the show, okay. and um, you know, and it's like went on the stage, you know, in a little vibe like Chuck. So gonna be a little walkover, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, over here, Charmian, Charmian, start the war now, and she gonna say. And she gonna say, hey, Mr. Madden, I want you to bring me three coffee. I'm gonna say, boom. I'm here. Lady P, follow up on it. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-mm. No, me, I forgot to say something. <laughs> so what I did, what I did, I, what I call it, stretchy, I, I, I really have it planned out in my head because while Lady P was there doing her thing, I was like, 
I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm right. just going to just, no intro. I was just going to come straight in with the song and just sneak it in. Sneak mm. it in for the people. And, and, and in my mind, I said, you know, that would be more effective. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I did it. And it worked. And then now, I just start freestyle some lyrics now. Because you know that Hanging Tree is a song by um, Johnny Osborne. Yes. Yeah, it's a song by Johnny Osborne. So um, I did, I sing that and then I start freestyle some little style, uh, you know, right there and then. So, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That is one of the most memorable moments because right yes. after that, yes. the yes. horn section started to play the um, the burial. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd went wild. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my and music then, is magic, man. Music is magic, you know? Yeah. Trust me. And Patra was in there. I think right after that is where Patra really started to get her break right after yes. that time there. I want to tell you, um, I think the same night she came off stage that she came off stage crying. What? Yes, yes, she came off stage crying. You could ask her, she came off stage crying. How and come? that's how because she felt like she didn't do well. Mm. You know, and um and specialist was there the night. Mm-hmm. at the show and that's i think that's how she and specialists really get link up and that was it yeah yeah from there no that those are classic those two 88s and 89s yes man yes classic, man classic and do you remember if you and sister charmaine met again because now the whole rivalry is between you and sister charmaine so did you guys meet again either on a song or another stage or anything you know sir i miss out something because we did the first clash Mm-hmm. When you know Leng was planning for you know the, the, the other clash, I remember I went down to um to Mr. Leng's office. That's when he was stationed at the um the police station in in Jungle. I don't know the correct name for that police station, but that's where he was at the time. And I went down there, and Sister Charmaine was there, and you know, and 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 Leng said to her. And I look a Spanish down and I say, I'm having come phone in now. But like yours, you know, Charmaine just walk away and said, I want to tell him. You know what me talk no dog back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my gosh, she was that type of person. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy. I want to tell him. You know what me talk no dog back. I was like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So you know, say, them little things, them little energy, and then I stand up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When you see me, you go so Junior Ransom always say, when you uh, uh, um uh, Lady Mackerel at the time, now Macadama, you say, mm-hmm. anytime you see Lady G disappear for a week, make sure we know say when she come back, she come back with her something. Mm-hmm. That's how we used to work, you know, we just take time out and go all of us and, you know, book and pen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Serious about your lyrics at that time, you're writing them and making sure everything connected. Yes, man, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Did all of this good stuff. When was the first time you actually left the island? And where did you go? The first time I traveled was to Grand Cayman. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the promoter, but I can remember the artist that I went with. I went with Sister Charmin. Uh, yes, yeah, Sister yeah. Charmin, but Sister Charmaine, Admiral Bailey, and Echo Minot at the time. Yeah, we went to Grand Cayman the first time. Yeah, and 
My sister Charmaine became big friend on, on that um on that show that we went to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember Admiral Bailey was the one who had, he was he, he he used to love to make fun of everybody. So he was mm-hmm. laughing at me like because I was the I was the only one that was traveling for the first time. Okay. So he was like laugh, you know, he had that big laugh. <laughs> he was laughing at me and I was like, oh gee, minus trip the plane. My, you know what I'm stripping the, the, the plain seat. You know? and I was, you know, I mean, that laugh was laughing at me that, that day. Yeah, but we had a good vibe and it was a very good show and mash it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those were the big ones. And when was the first time you either went to the US or came to Canada? Well, I went to Canada. Canada was the second place I went. Canada was the second place I traveled to with, um, I think it was Tonto. Mm-hmm. Tonto Metro and um, Little Kirk, I think, and Ricky Stero. Okay. Yeah, because that time Ricky Stero, I mash up the place to put on sound system, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it, uh, and it was Patrick Roberts who took me to, okay, you know, Patrick Roberts, well, I think he was living in Canada too at one point. So okay. he, he had a, a whole other link in Canada. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canada was the second place I went to, and then um, after that, the next place I went to was was uh, I came to America with um, um, Clinton Lindsay was was the the person at the time that was bringing in artists into America. Yeah, yeah, those days, honestly, those days was kind of rough still. <laughs> Why you say that? What, what's remember, so rough about then? I can remember sometimes we used to sleep all in the airport. Hmm. Yeah, sleep in the airport at the hotel. Sometimes they don't pay for the hotel. The, the, the people don't put us out. We have to go friend house to stay. It, it was rough because, I mean, you know, we just we just was doing it for the love of the music. And we didn't have any, you know, proper, you know, management team, you know. Until after that, then now this lady, Junie Star, Junie Star, she was the one who, Took on my career and start managing and you know booking show for me and that's that's when I went to um England at you know when when she start booking for me, yes. And what was the reception like outside of Jamaica? Now that you start traveling, when you came to Canada, U.S., England, and stuff, what was the reception from the people? No, Canada was Canada was like one of my special place to go to perform. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto people because it's like. Me and Papa son was like Toronto people favorite, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um, I can't remember the first time when I went to Canada. It's like I was, what it was a dance. It wasn't a stage. It was a dance, and I was there DJ, DJ, DJ. And it's like you know, like the people, the people that was listening to me at that time. The people was listening to me at that time, and then I was like, uh, I wasn't like feeling it. I was like, sure. That's such a Canada people and boring him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I realized when I went back to Jamaica, I get another call for Canada again. And Canada and Canada, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. And that's when no, like anything come out of my mouth. Anything. I just hear nice. Mm-hmm. And I became and, and Canada became one of the favorite places for me. Favorite place for me to perform. Yeah, it's always a joy going to Canada to perform. Yeah, man. 
crazy. So you're going through, <laughs> you were still, because you came in where sound system where you're DJing on the, on the Black Scorpios, the creations right. and all of that stuff. It went right. to record it and then everything started to change where actually DJing live on sound system was fading. Right. You got right, into more right. recording and dub plates and stuff like that. So right. then now in the early 90s, when around when did you actually leave Black Scorpio and start to venture out on your own? I think at the time when um when I started getting a lot of stage shows and mm -hmm. I started traveling a lot. And then um the whole um sound system thing started to fade out, you know. Most of the rubber dub sound them start because you know, um most of the rubber dub sound them start play, you know, like you know what I call them term disco sound. Yeah. You know, and then I, I get busy, even general trees get busy and start traveling all over the place. So you know, everybody was just doing them one thing, you know. At that time, I want to tell at that time, it's like, excuse me, at that time, it was like, Pierce State Show was keeping, State Show, mm -hmm. State Show, State Show. Like, Fort Clarence was like every Sunday, like you're going to church. Yeah. Yeah, man, Fort Clarence was like every Sunday, there's a State Show at Fort Clarence, a crazy State Show used to keep. And I used to be on almost all of them. Okay. Yeah doing your thing because i remember there was one show i don't i'm not sure if it was a sting a champion in action or whatever i must oh. tell you something i can't i can't leave this one out this part yeah. out when um when i remember one time i went to canada after that mm -hmm. after that first time i tell you about when i went with with ricky stero and tonto metron i went next time with i think it was with um i went one time with ninja man Mm. At the time, yeah, Ninja Man, hot, hot, about up the place. Yeah. And um, I was DJing, me and him, and, he, and he, he had a chair on the stage, Ninja Man, and he sat down there and, and you know, me, I do my thing. But every time that I go, like, come in, Ninja Man, and give me, him just make two talk and give me back the mic. Yeah. And I realized Ninja Man have me a DJ for the whole night. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Have me a DJ for the whole night because I was mashing up the place. Mm -hmm. And him does as me do I'm gonna say ninja man, him does give me back the mic. Says so something just give me back the mic. Okay. You know what I mean? So but I think that was good for me because at the same time he was showing the, the strength, you know. Mm -hmm. The strength of Lady G. So yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, big up to Ninja Man, man. Whole heap of time, big up. For sure. Big, big, yeah. big. As I was saying, which stage shows, I remember there was one show in particular. I can't remember if it was Champion in Action or Sting, where yeah. Papa San had brought you out, and this was one of the earlier times you guys were doing legal rights. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, like, I remember when we did, um, yeah, we did legal rights. Yeah, called me. I think that was the year when he was in the red and black. Yes, where his hat, yes, okay. the hat was, yes, yeah, the hat was yeah, half black, yeah. half red. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I had the the for the hardware. I performed in the for the hardware earlier on. Okay, so they were both the same night. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And he called me on later in the night and mush up the place. But you know the most memorable performance of me and Papa Son? Mm -hmm. I think it was Sunsplash. Mm. Sunsplash. I remember we first performed that. That, that song at Sunsplash and um at that time we had the two songs now mm -hmm. I think and um 
They put on Papa San in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was in the morning, early in the morning. I'm calling Papa San, and you know, them time they look like you know, people have them reggae bed, and mm-hmm. it's like people asleep. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Papa said, Lady G, because when San was on, I'm mashing up the place, you know, mm-hmm. I mash up the place, you know, and when him said, Lady G, is like. Oh, um, I don't remember. It wasn't Montego Bay, but I remember it, the, the um, Sunsplash had moved from one part to another part in Montego Bay. I don't remember the venues, okay. but the morning there is like, you know, so the, every, all of who that sleep just wake. Everybody get up. Hmm. Yeah, man, I can't forget. I can't forget that morning. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, you see, because you're one of the few, because there wasn't too many artists like from the 80s into the 90s that would record, be on yes. a stage show and on sound system. That was, it yes. was either a sound system you're right, stage you know, show. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even thinking about that, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> For you're real. dominated all three of them. Yep. You understand. So all of this stuff is doing good in the 80s and stuff. How was your yes. transition now from the 80s? to the 90s because as i said this is when sound system started yes. juggling and stuff how easy was it for you or even hard for you to transition from that 80s style to now the 90s style well um during that time like like in between that time i i, I took a break mm-hmm. from performing and stuff like that you know for family reason and i took a break and then um i remember after after having my second child, I um, I think Danny Brownie, that's in the nineties now, and Danny Brownie started producing. Papa Son was the one who really introduced me to Danny Brown. Well, you know, I worked with him before because Danny Brownie used to um, with with Steely and Cleavy, they used to make tracks for 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 Gussie Clark, you know. So okay. the 90s now, if I came back now, then then Papa San introduced me now to to Danny Brownie. Mm-hmm. And that's when I start recording for Danny Brownie. And at the time, I can remember um that was the same year, I think, when um Dirtsman died and everything. So I went there and and Danny said to me, Boy, gee, you know, what you don't like to sing both. And and because it was still it, it, it was still on my mind about Dirtman so much. I was so hurted. I said, you know what? I want a song that's talking to these gunmen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, you know, a message. I want, I want a message. I want a message for them. And that's how we came up with the song, Is It Me or The Gun? Is it me are the gun tell me which one are we make you have more fun may ask again is it me are the gun you put it back for you it may and your boss off it done cause when the rain start fall on the night get cold and you need someone to advance to all can your glock or your chrome nine play the role when one in is at me and don't stop patrol who are gonna send chills down my spine and to my soul you're out of road that top boat you're big and you bold when you should not be your lover you are play gangster role is it me or the gun 
And that's where it all started with me and mm -hmm. me and Danny Brownie. You know? Yeah, man, and then it's like me just start record, 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 record. And mm -hmm. and Danny just as me record them, Danny just drop them. Danny just drop them. And this this you was at Danny Brown at the time. When I went to uh, Main Street, there were Madan Joe, you know Madan Joe, okay. you know general degree, mm -hmm. and uh, but Madan Joe wasn't recording, but he was there. Mm -hmm. You have general degree, you have Buccaneer, you have I think it was I don't remember if Arkai come later down, but you have Goofy with Mister Gino, and and Chrissy D. Mm. At the time, yeah. But you had Junior Tucker, Junior Tucker, and Papa San and Luton and Stitchy was the artist that who really like started out the whole Main Street crew thing. But yeah. you don't know through them and already met them name already and already established, you know, them get busy. But you know, them did they, they hold the vibe with Danny and still recording. Mm -hmm. So when um I think um Junior Tucker went away and thing and you know, Papa San, you know, I do him thing or elsewhere and thing and stitching. You know, him used to just come in a couple of times and come record. But after that, Danny decided that he wants to have a crew. You know, he okay. wants to have a, you know, because he started out with the managing thing, he started with the managing thing and everything. He started build a whole empire where, you know, he started, he had. His office where he sells record and he managed start managing us and because okay. at the time I think it was just degree and Buccaneer he was doing management thing for at the time, you know. So yeah, and the whole thing start there start start there. And Madanjo was there as a real talented youth who could write very well, you know. So me and him used to do a whole lot of writing. We used to we go everywhere go right. We go we go what God we go. Devon Hope, we just, we just used to just link up every day. It was like a nine to five job. I get up in the morning and I just come straight to Main Street and, you know, I would, I would just write. And it was a nice vibe, trust me, nice vibe because Danny, I make sure, Danny Bernie, I make sure that everybody's song who go on that rhythm is, you know, is well done, well, well recorded, lyrics them put together and everything. You mm -hmm. know, and even as a musician, you know, he was very, you know, very a very good musician also. So everything just in a click at that time. And during that time, recording for Danny Brownie, then during that time, I was doing an album for, for Fatis, Exterminator, yes. at yes. that time too. So I, I record this album called Goddaughter for, for, mm -hmm. for Fatis, you know, and that was my first album. My first album was Goddaughter that I did for Fatis. Fatty and Spurrow. I think one of the biggest songs that came off of it was Thank You with Chevelle Franklin. With Chevelle Franklin, yeah. Yeah, that song, that song, we um, we traveled. I want to tell you, at that time, me and Chevelle was moving together to us. You know, me and Chevelle cool like that. My friend, mm -hmm. even now that she's a Christian, we still link and everything. But I remember at one point, we were like on a little, you know, vibe. We are par and... You know, we got penthouse and got vice mm -hmm. couple and a penthouse. Combination, we was like on a combination kind of vibe. So we used okay. to just, you know, vice combination together, both of us. Because we did a couple songs for, for, um, for, for, 
Um, I just call his name. Um, Donovan Jermaine. Donovan Jermaine. Yes, her penthouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so the day I went to went to the studio at Fatis used to record at Gussie Clark Studio. So I went there and and the song was and the rhythm was playing. And Chevelle said to me, "Said, gee, you know, said we need to write a song. You know, I give thanks. You know, to the Almighty and." And she just started singing, and that was it. <laughs> the lyrics was written right there and then in the studio. And, then, yeah. uh, and that was it, yeah. And that song really took us to the Caribbean. And that song was like in like St. Croix on the chart for months. Mm -hmm. We used to go there. Like sometimes I used to go by myself, and the next time Cheryl used to go by herself, and another time both of us would go. That song did very well for us on, on that album, yeah. How did the album do for your career overall at that time there also? It did well. It did well. It did well for me. Yes, definitely. Because that was my first, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, a compilation of songs with Lady G. So, you know, people was, people, people was loving it. Mm -hmm. How did you connect with, because going to go to Fatis to come back to Main Street. How, yeah. did you connect, how did you connect with Fatis in the first place? Well, I mean, I used to always go up to up to Gusty Clark studio mm -hmm. and walking through the gate that day and, and Fatty saw me and he said, you know, at that time I'm an old soul artist, you know, people mm -hmm. know me, you know what I mean? So he said, do you have a rhythm in there playing no more? You go inside there and go listen to it, you know? And um, I did this song called when me rock back, hang me think back, look from when me day a roll a chat, now some little sprat, walk up the sun flap, look how them mad them in up in a. So that really, that song really was because I was just starting up recording back again. Because as I told you, I was off the scene for a while. So that song really came about um because you know i started so you know a little competitiveness a little you know thing in it right let them know i'm there i'm not going over there you know ready again mm. you know yeah man and then from then i used to just got um fatis used to have studio time like i think like recording <clears throat> days were like um uh like on thursdays i think mm -hmm. so i used to just go there and and just recording, you know, Fatis always have a ton load already, man, stuff. So, you know, it was just my playground. I just go there and just, because I was just in the mood to just record at the time, you know. So I was like from Danny to Fatis and, you know, and recording for other people too. But, you know, Fatis and, and, and Main Street was the, you know, the two main place for me at the time. Because what I, what I liked that time there, if I remember correctly, that's when you just started to go on your locks journey at that time there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Y'all watch everything, you know. Mostly, <laughs> <laughs> well, so y'all watch everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, the whole mm -hmm. fat is vibe, you know. Yeah, the whole <laughs> fat is vibe. You know, kind of yeah. I, I start, you know, lock, you know, locking up my hair and thing. But the feel away, man. I rust the same way in the well, garden. Listen, I, I believe that one hundred percent because your your lyrics are, are never been yeah, raunchy. Right. Even never though changed. never change, mm. never change, never change. From the time before I had locks until mm. the time when I have locks, 
until the time when I don't have no locks again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nothing never changed about my lyrics content. You've yeah. always been always been conscious. Even when you talk about sex, it's never right in your face, right, raunchy. It's always right, been covered right. up in a in a way like okay. Right. A good example would be the question you did with Love and Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you, you see how you covered that? How did you guys come up with that song there? You know, you know, loving there, it, it was just a like a witty writer. You know mm. what I mean? Loving Dear was the one who came up with the idea. Okay. And he approached me with it. I said, you, you think you don't do a song, you know, like this? I said, yeah, but so when I listened to the whole lyrics and everything, it was written by Loving Dear. I listened mm-hmm. to me, I said, you know, this, the lyrics are bad. I just, mm-hmm. I like the lyrical content. I put the lyrics together and everything. And I like, I like lyric, I like music, like lyrics with playing with words. I like when mm-hmm. you play with words. Sure. And that's what really catch me you know grab me to the song there and we did the song and did very well too that song was like that song was like in in um you i remember we went to i think it was saint lucia mm-hmm. me and loving there performed that song and i tell her because that song was the number one song over there at the time when we went there and mash up the place and i rem- it was in Suriname for months on the chart Okay. Months on the chart, and we were supposed to go there and perform, but something happened to the, the, the promoter, and the show just didn't happen. Yeah, man, it was months on the chart. That song, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, big, big song there. That was, yeah, so then, this is where I take you back to Main Street yeah, now. Right. Which, is, which, which came out first? Was it um Breeze Off or Mosquito and Versace? Which one came out first? It was, I think, Breeze Off. Breeze okay. Off. Resolve came out first, yeah. This is a monster classic song. Yeah. How do you come up with that one? Because that's a song that till this day, to <laughs> this day, it still plays in the club. To this yeah. day. It was it was Danny Heidi. A whole lot of um I think Madame Joe was a part of it. It's like it's a whole group of us mm-hmm. was there at at the time at the studio. I recorded a song before, I recorded for Danny and when Danny was listening to all the songs on the rhythm, he was like, ah, well, gee, I don't know, something about the song, I mean, I feel it. Huh. And while he was there playing other songs, I sat there and I start, I start mimicking the song. Mm-hmm. I start mimicking, changing up my voice, because at that time, we, we never really tore into the auto tune and all of them, because something mm-hmm. different, sweet in the voice. So I was mimicking the song, sitting there mimicking the song, and Danny heard me doing it and said, Gee, you think you could have do the song? All of the song the way that you think you could have hold your voice to, you know, do the song the way there. I'ma say, yeah. <laughs> I'ma go in there, I'ma try it. I'ma say, Salamada, 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 come here with your galley, galley, trend just ease off, breeze up. You need a sketch get album now. They are again, just ease up. Freeze up, she ain't not get me now. You want look me, friend? Just ease up, you know. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that you I say, I always it? tell people that music is magic. You know, something you go in a studio, you don't even know what you know what, what the outcome is gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you just have to have an open mind. You know, because I never know. I, I wasn't even thinking that I would do my voice like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't went in the studio to say, I'm going to do my voice like that. I, I didn't mm-hmm. have the least idea, you know, it just, 
it just came to me and mm-hmm. and I, as i said out of frustration mm-hmm. out of frustration that's the sound came out out of frustration because because um everybody's song already recorded and was ready to go and everything mm-hmm. set and here comes danny telling me boy something about your song jimmy does not feel it I mean, uh, something about it the lyrics are everything all right but me now feel something about it and you know, the frustration, I just started, I started singing the song, just start mimicking my voice. And but knowing me still growing up, as I tell you, say, I'm a, I'm a person, I love, you know, I love drama and I love do, doing other people's voices and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because Shelly Thunder is one of my, my biggest, my, my biggest fan. Because when <laughs> me and Shelly Thunder link up and Mr. Talk and start imitating some people. She's like, gee, you know, easy, you know. But I don't, it's like I'm not so I'm not conscious of doing it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, find myself just clicking those characters sometimes, you know, but <laughs> that's just part of who you are. That's just yes. your essence of that's why I think yes. you're such a wicked stage <laughs> performer, is because you know how to put it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what comes down so. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then I think one of your last hits you might have got out of Main Street would have been Moschino and Versace. Yeah, yeah. How do you come up with that here now? Yeah, that, um, honestly, I think that song, mm-hmm. that song was written for Dave Kelly. Yes, it was written for Dave Kelly. Baby Sham was the one who was responsible for that song. What? Yeah, I went to, yeah, Baby Sham called me and said, gee, Want to put a rhythm here and Dave Kelly, not, not Dave Kelly, um, Baby Sham mm-hmm. came up with the song and Dave Kelly just didn't voice me. <laughs> he just didn't voice me. So I, I went and did it for Danny Brownie. Yeah. No idea. This is why right? <laughs> I like to have these conversations because yes. these. These yes. stuff matters. It just really goes to show yes. your journey in the yes. business that it's never straight. It's always bend and yeah, lean man. and stuff. But that's no perfect. That's a no perfect. No perfect. Mm-hmm. No perfection. No perfection. You know? Did you? Were you traveling with Main Street also? Yes. Yes. We did a. We did a tour. I remember we did a tour. Myself, Chrissy D, Red Rats. Oh, mm-hmm. forget Red Rats. Mm-hmm. Red Rats. And um, who else was on the tour? Archive was on it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We did a, a, a America. We did the USA tour. We did a USA tour. Yeah, which was a sell-off. Do you and remember? I remember the first time we, we went to as a group, as a mm-hmm. crew. We went to Costa Rica because mm-hmm. Red Rat was huge, mm-hmm. and the whole Main Street crew was huge in Costa Rica. It was just Main Street crew in concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it was a big crowd. It was a, was a bash. Big, 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 big. That's all we know that, like, the Main Street crew was so effective. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you guys were different. You guys weren't really doing too much hardcore dance. It was hardcore dancehall rhythms, but the songs were a little yes. bit more light. They were yes. almost like yes. comedy-ish, per se. Yes. Yeah, while well, you have at the time you had you have Dave Kelly with a hardcore and, and me and she was there was just making 
family music. Mm-hmm. I would call it family music because it yes. could play in any household, you know, was accepted in any household, you know, which was which was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm for, <laughs> you know. Sure. Like, we love music where it can entertain every, uh, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You get it. Another big moment that you had over at Main Street would have been yes. when you were performing in Third World Cup. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, bad man. How man did, bad how did man, that yeah. situation, yes, how did that situation come up in the first place? Um, Really, Um, well, Danny Brownie was the one who really do all the business aspect part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to do a little acting thing in that too, because I did my audition, you know, for okay. it, you know, but... When we went to Costa Rica, I think something with the flight thing got messed up and I didn't come back on time. I, so I only, sorry, get to do the performance. I only got to do the performance part with the song. Well, that song now, I think the whole inspiration came from Silver Cat. Silver Cat used to always, when he go on stage, he used to always say, man, a bad man. Yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, he used to mm-hmm. say, man, a bad man. And Danny Brown is saying, you know what? I want wicked style, like, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? And you know me, already, always, I try to soften the bad man, them, already. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I was the perfect person. You know what I mean? To do that song, and then, you know, the whole Main Street family thing. Akai, Danny Brown, you know, to Akai have that you know, aggressive voice, mm-hmm. you know, he used all kinds of say, man, a bad man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bad man for you, but you bad when you don't have a clue. You must have stick it out your head. Them argument, they want retread. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know, me always try to chop down the bad man, you know, to my side, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> you know, you know, me had a gun. When I did, me had a gun. Mm-hmm. I remember because that's the first song I did. I told you that was the first song I did when I mm-hmm. come to, came to Main Street. And um, when I think one of, one of, one of the TV stations thought it was Lady Saw at the time who did the song okay. and went for Lady Saw to do the video and everything. And Lady Saw said, I don't need to respond So when they finally you know, found out that I was the person who did it because, you know, I, that was my new, that was like when I was reinventing my sound and everything, you know, I shouldn't leave out a part when I was inventing my sound and everything. So that's why a lot of people didn't know it was me because at the time, you know, Bunty Killer locked my place. So the mm-hmm. intro was like a Bunty Killer intro. Man, you sp- you're sporting the Glock and the Tech Nine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you could never be fine. You're mm. dealing with gun violence and crime. You better change your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes. Crazy. And, you know, they did the video, and that's when a lot of people realized that it was Lady G. Yeah, man. Lady G, as you said, she reinvented. She's back and around and doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Because this brings us up to, I think, 98 when. Yeah. Danny now turned into a Christian. Yeah. Right. yeah. How did you feel at that moment? Did you know it was coming up or this was something that just caught you off guard? <laughs> well, honestly, I was away at the time. Again, 
from the music, <laughs> my third child, <laughs> I was yeah. away. And all of a sudden, when I came back, the whole Main Street, you know, mm -hmm. Danny Brownie got saved and the whole works. And I was like, I, I was I was a little bit, you know, disappointed, you know, in a sense, you know what I mean? Because I was looking, you know, to come back and, you know, do some more work with Danny Brownie because at this time I realized that Danny Main Street was the place for me. For sure. You know what I mean? But luckily, here comes General Degree, who decided that he's going to start it on the label. Mm. You know what I mean? So he took along with him, myself and Chrissy D, mm. as the two female out of the camp. And then he was recording other people to his, you know, other art. He was recording the other artists then from mainstream. But it's like me and Degree was like our little crew right there. And I think that's the time when Chrissy D. Um, get this it the it, when she sang over here comes the rain again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did couple recording for 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 um for degree at that time too. Yeah, and, and then I you know did, things start falling apart. You know, did you was this when you you um made G String Productions in between this time here? Yes, now? right after that. Yeah, after that. Yeah. After that, with degree and everything, so now everybody start doing their own thing. You know, Goofy start his own production. You know, Buccaneer start his own production at the same time too. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to start my own um, label, G String Production. Yeah, and my first um, production that I did, um, the rhythm was made by um, what's his name? Um, the rhythm was called Belly Skin. The rhythm was made by um, Left Side. Left okay. Side. Yeah. yeah, Left Side was the one who made the rhythm and, you know, got the rhythm. And, but um, I must say, um, what's his Murray? Murray, that's who had it in the streets record. He Byron was the Murray. one who, yeah, Byron Murray, rest in peace. He was the one who encouraged me. I said, gee, you don't see degree, degree doing them thing, goofy doing them thing, everybody doing them thing. Why don't you um, create your own label? You know what I mean? And then, you know, at the time, me and my brother now start working, punch up things, and me and him start working together. And, and, we, and me and him come together and we say, you know what, we're going to start with one label, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and that's how it all started out. And then my first production that I put out was, uh, I think Lady Star was on it, Sister was on it, Macadiamond at the time, Lady Mackerel at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think. I had some artists on it still. I think I had, uh, I remember if that's the rhythm, Caperton and Sizzler was on it also, you know, okay. but I can remember the, the success from that, from that rhythm belly skin was when, um, Maka Diamond <clears throat> wanted was to like, she was out there, but she wanted was to do a reinvent, change her name. To, to the Macadam and thing and whatever. And, and I was telling her about the whole, starting up my whole production and everything and blah, 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 blah. So I, well, I can't leave out this, but my first 24 track that I start my production with, I got it from Ziggy Marley. I have to say that. What? Ziggy Marley, yes. Ziggy Marley was the one who gave me, because I tell him I wanted was to start my production. And he said, I'm going to say, I want a 24 track, you know. I'm just calling it. I said, bring one of them 24 track. 
come on and eat this. I can't come give G. Yeah. So say that to say this now. Yeah. Um, I started out though. The whole thing and Maka's Maka as a friend, cause we've been friends from a long time, mm -hmm. you know. So she said to me, G, I know you you can you can you can boss me. Exact word. G, me know you can boss me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I said, Well, I had was you know, I never know if I could boss her, <laughs> but she gave me she gave me that confidence, you know, like yes, G, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know. The whole thing was, you know, Lady Saw was at the top of her game, you know, at the time and things. So the whole plan was like, all right, Maka, me, be, being as me and Lady Saw already established, we are going to make this thing be like a, a, a trio thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's the main reason why we did the video in a medley. We, we, I purpose, purposely did that um, video with the three with the three of us mm -hmm. to um, to give Maka that highlight, mm -hmm. you know. And we all worked together. Um, Lady Saw was done with it and everything, and we all did that video. When when that video came out with Maka, because I had a song on the rhythm, Lady Saw have a song on the rhythm. When that video came out. A lot of people, she reinvented herself so much that a lot of people didn't even know that it was the same Lady Mackerel. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that it was the same Lady Mackerel. And, and um, after that, she started, you know, a lot of people start recording her from that, from then. And, uh, you know what I mean? The song didn't make, make uh, give her a number one, but it did put her out there because, you know, to the way how we did it. With myself, mm -hmm. I start the I start the video, and then Macadamon was in the middle. Cause we 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 we, we planned everything, you know. Everything yeah. was planned. Cause we're gonna be like, well, when I start the video, if three of us, they're gonna have to wait. They have to watch Macadamon <laughs> to see Lady Sa. Right. <laughs> you understand? Right. <laughs> yeah. They have to watch the whole video to see Lady mm -hmm. Sa, and that was it. And it did work. Yeah, man crazy and then yeah. i know in 2003 you guys did something again with the flavor rhythm yeah the flavor rhythm was the next one that i did yeah yes that's and when i think one. i had tanya stevens mm -hmm. and um and lexus i did a song with lexus and barrington levy daughter who her name was Ozzy at the time okay singing yeah she was on it too mm -hmm. and i think sizzler yeah sizzler was on that one and then I had another one came out, a one drop. Yeah, I Which had a one drop. We didn't give it. I don't remember. That's sorry. That's terrible. I don't even remember. Yeah. That was a one drop. It's so him. much going on. But yeah, before yeah. we even leave the flavor rhythm, what is so crazy about this here? Your song "Enough" in that music yeah. video starred Captain Barky, Barky and then again, it, yeah. it was Lady Sa and Maka Diamond in it again. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, because I want to tell you the truth. Lady Saw didn't, she, we, 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 because honestly, Maka was the one who, um, hook us up three way myself and Lady Saw mm -hmm. and her. And we were talking and we were all planning this is what we're going to do and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So even up until that time, Lady Saw didn't know. I tell her what I was gonna do, but it's like she didn't. It, it, she didn't know how it would, you know, 
come mm-hmm. out at the time. So the morning when I was doing my part, because I said, you know what? I don't want to hold up anything. So let me start it. So the morning. Mm-hmm. And you know, boy, may I tell him, I miss Captain Barkey. I miss him. I miss Trust him. Me. Captain Barkey is a person who, I, as long as you call upon him, I'm ready. I'm not asking how, when, what, in just ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? May soul rest in peace. Trust me. Yes, Captain Barkey, big up yourself. You know what I mean? Wherever you are, I can hear me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um so we call him Barkey the man. I said, Barkey, who want to why you have to play that particular part, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came and did it and later came the morning and um was you know over watching to see what we were doing and everything and right there and then she does feel the vibe to tell even that part when she came in and was like, you know, like she was arguing with Barkey. That wasn't even yeah. planned. Yeah. That wasn't even <laughs> planned. It was as we go along. That was that mm-hmm. video. As we go along. The part even with the with Maka part that she did in the, in, in, in the store at the time. Yes. I mean, may I just be real with the people. At the time, we didn't have like, so oh, we have a whole wall job and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friend friend with um this lady Christine Newich. She passed also. Rest in peace, Christine Newich, was a journalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, I was talking to her and I said, Christine, you know, may I have a video for do with me a little song, I could die, man. But and she and she started telling me about her story and I said, wow, your story would be the perfect place, perfect place to shoot, Maka. And she said, yeah, man, come, man, you're welcome, and that's how. We went there and do that scene with, mm-hmm. with, with, with Maka in that store where she went in and she fit on all these clothes and stuff like that. That was the story. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that part came out. Yeah, so it's like, it wasn't like any script, anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um, Big Daddy who did that video. Yes, he, yes. He was the yes. one who did that video. It w- wasn't anything script. It was just as we go along, you know what I mean? So... I just always tell people, for me, music is just magic. You know, you never know what what the outcome is gonna be like. Just have an open mind and a, and a, and a positive, you know, positive approach, you know, for to sure. whatever you're doing. Yeah, man. You understand. There was this is now where your pen game. You went back to your counteraction pen game now for this. Oh, song oh my! <laughs> you remember everything more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Woman that was at the intuition. time when I was still at the main at, at the time that was still the G string production was going on at that time. Because all of those counteraction that I did, the counteraction of um Kipper song, mm-hmm. telephone mash up my life. Mm-hmm. I mean say Anna telephone mash up your life. Anna telephone mash up your life. Man, are you and I rate your wife? You know, see say. So you realize I'm always like defending the woman, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the woman government, I'm always defending the woman <laughs> all the way. So, yeah, and I, I, I did that, um, did that song and then, you know, it was, um, what's his name at Big Yard? Um, Robert was the producer for that song and I bring it to okay. Robert and he listened to him and said, yeah, mommy, love it, man, you can't go through with it, man. And, and then Kipperich got drop another one again. Mm-hmm. Another one, but later, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, and I, and I hit him with the other counteracts and returned to the center. All these songs was on the G string label. And mm-hmm. 
still on the part of G-string label. I did my a album called Rated G. Yes. That yes, album Rated yes. G produced by mm-hmm. myself and my brother Pancho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rated G. Um, but we gave it to Todd's record to distribute it, but I think what was lacking of that album is that there wasn't a lot of promotion on it. And because it was just a little me, I try, you know, keep mm-hmm. me, me name up that my music out there, you know, did it. And we just didn't have the resources to really like, you know, put it on that big platform. But I'm still, that the album to me up to this day is one of the baddest albums I've sure. ever that- done. Is that the one with uh, there was a lot of one drops on it? Yes, yes, yes. Ghetto, ghetto people. Get a vibe. Get a vibe. Yes. Mr. Dawana Afitivale, Jungle, Rima, Water, Ostawa, Il Naniville, anywhere you're from in the ghetto. Things run different down there, sir. Tell them, sell you the Jesus, sir. Dawana Afigoli, Gaza, Flankas, Della, Thompson, Lee Expen, anywhere you're from in the ghetto. The vibes on different numbers. Tell them, sell you the Jesus. And that inspiration came about when they were like locking off sound system, you know? Okay. Yeah, they were locking off sound system at the time. And yeah, that's because all of my songs them have meaning, you know. We're just, we're, we're just the songs. So all of them have meaning. Yeah, man. Every one of them. And there was at that time there too, there was one more song. It was had it was like you're warning the schoolgirls about going into the, oh. the bus. Oh, um, I don't know if it's this one. When I was a little girl, I never listened to my mother. Right hand face to me, the daughter, Anna. So school me and my friend in no punk. That song was produced by Steely. Okay. That song was produced by Steely and Cleavy, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And Steely was the other genius who came up with that idea too. I said, gee, you need to do something for the, you know? Mm-hmm. Look a young girl, kind of time, look a girl, them, them, a lot of them that get out of hand. So mm-hmm. we came up with that storyline, you know? That storyline to really, it's, it's like a, a lesson, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember, boy, working with Steely is another drama too. Mm-hmm. Not a drama. <laughs> why, <laughs> Not a why, drama. why you say that? What was it like? No. If I didn't know why I tell me for a drink water too. After being a well-established artist, I was there DJ and I'm like, G, I want to kill. Are we? Is that frog you have in here towards Howard? I saw him be here. But guess what? He bring you up there to bring you back here. That's him. You know, you have to just know the person stealing is, is yeah. yeah, man. You know, Cleavy had a little quiet one with us. He does the same thing. He eh? mm. have some like a sneaking joke to, you know, bust yeah. the face, you know. <laughs> Cleavy, you know, he's like a snake, you know, mm-hmm. sneaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Steely had a man, you know. <laughs> Take over the room. I have a little history with Steely, too, you know. You know that the first song I recorded for Steely was mm-hmm. a song with me and Sugar Miner. Best to rise with a smile on your face, just like a sunshine all over the place. Don't be like a cat. Yeah, man. Wally Paman just want to be my lover, but I don't know who to trust. I don't know who to prefer. Yeah, man. Steely, I can't remember. Steely came for me at De La Vega City on his bike back. 
Yeah. <laughs> to the studio. Yeah, man. Yes, really. I and remember. even up until his, when he was sick, up mm. a, we were still in touch. You know, we used to, you know, have some real good conversation. Yeah, man. Lady G, your history in this business Don't is amazing. <laughs> amazing. I... <laughs> and the thing, you never went the raunchy skin out way. You just kept no. militant. You kept it light. You kept it cultural. You kept everything. And you brought this is the real G. This is the real G. This is the real G. Yeah, man. Crazy. And that brings us up to. One of the biggest shows I've seen you do in 2020 was Rebel Salute. What was yes. it like to perform on that day? And I seen you were dealing with them wicked out there too. All right. Rebel Salute now is one of my shows. Tony can just call me at any time. Mm -hmm. uh, me can just call Tony at any time and say, I'm ready, you know, to perform. But that year, to be honest, I never wanted because I did Rebel Salute. Like, I think it was three years before that. Okay. You remember when I was in that white outfit? That was a wicked performance. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so I said, I'm not ready, ready for Rebel Salute right now, man. Ready for Rebel Salute a year, 2020. And, and, and what's his name again? The guy that deal with the organized, who, who put the show together, to put the show together. Okay. You know, he called me and said, no, Jima, we are talking about, man. You're ready for Rebel Salute anytime. You know what I mean? And because I told my, my my booking agent, the bigs at the time, said, oh, I don't think I want to do Rebel Salute. So that's when, um, I can't remember his name, called me. Who worked for Tony Rebel, called me. And 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 he said, do you know, man? You're after the Rebel Salute here. And I said, all right then. And um, I wanted to tell you that two days before I, I, I went down to Jamaica, I was feeling very sick. Up until this day, I wonder if it's, it was the COVID I had. Yeah. I was very sick. I had fever, you know, you know, feeling real terrible, horrible. But I said, you know, I'm after the Rebel Salute same way. Because even... When I went to the rehearsal, I was so sick that um, why I keep forgetting <laughs> Tony Rebel organized a name? Like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I can't forgive me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I was there rehearsing, and he came to me and said, um, "Gee, I, I can't see how you feel. It's all right. You don't have to worry. You don't have to finish rehearsal. You know what I mean?" And I went I, during that time. I was still sick, hmm. still sick. I was on some medication because I went to the doctor before. You know, into Jamaica. So I was still sick. Even the night when I was on stage, I was sick, sick, sick. <laughs> very Performing sick. so hard? Yes, I was very sick. But, you know, there's something about even the, the, the crowd at Rebel Salute, the patron at Rebel Salute, you know. They're there to, to, to enjoy good music and positive music. That's the frame of mind. They come with to full joy themselves. You know, and, and to be entertained because Rebel Salute always, always put an excellent package. Ryan, the person name, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Sorry, Ryan is the person who put the whole thing together. And um, Rebel Salute is, is, is a show that people always look forward to to come and enjoy themselves every year. 
positive and the package that they put together is not like a regular package where you don't go every state show and see the same set of artists Rebel salute we'll go for uh uh what's what's the group name that i saw for the first time um meditations and all meditation that was the first time in my whole life i've ever mm -hmm. saw meditation perform would you believe it and then these are artists that i sing a long time i mean know the song them and everything mm -hmm. you know so you know so it's always a pleasure working on rebel salute so when you go rebel you just have to you just have to give it a hundred you know what i mean because they are there to really full joy themselves and and it's not like when you go to a certain crowd a certain crowd is like for me as an artist in the back of my head i'm like oh wonder what these people want to hear now you know a certain kind of crowd what wonder what these people want to hear no boy i wonder if they they may gonna accept my you know thing but when you go to rebel salute now when you go to rebel salute you go there for salute and you know what i mean give the people them be you know you can get fit let it out you know what i mean and Sure. And you can have a you can have a wonderful time on stage, you know, yeah, man. And honestly, it was it was a even though because at some point I don't know if you watch a whole performance, my voice was going. My daughter was there helping me, yes, you know, to there. sing because yes. my yeah, my daughter was there helping me. My voice was like <laughs> wasn't having it, but I said, ah, mm -hmm. I am going to please my people tonight, whether or not. You know, and yeah, man, they we couldn't think her in the crowd. Yes. We didn't yeah. think her, we didn't see the voice going, but again, I that's would, a good thing with a performer when you're coming from the sound system. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember one night I went to a dance, you know, with Black Scarp, you know, and General Trees mm -hmm. was there, you know, and it was just, I, I don't think the other artist was there, it was just me and General Trees. So, you know, dance goes straight back to the morning. And, I think Trees was drinking a soup. I don't know if you remember this. He was drinking a soup and swallow and bite a pepper, a whole pepper, a whole more fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was there DJing for the whole night. He must have known for style it and DJ and do him thing. Yeah, man. So honestly, I'm I'm really happy that I came from that school. Mm -hmm. Yes. As you said, I get to experience all. Mm -hmm aspect levels of the music and i'm i'm happy to be a part of that yeah man part that's of that very, journey that's a very unique position to be into again you're coming from 80s where you had hits in 80s you had hits in 90s you right? had hits in <laughs> late 90s early 2000 mid 2000 yeah. it's it's just so crazy what you've done and i'm not done yet at all not even <laughs> close not even close lady that's, that's not even a question right now behind i you. listen to that song every day that marcia griffiths thing i shall sing as long as i live yeah man i, sh I shall be doing this as long as i live yeah man uh, i think i've seen a video with you and her somewhere i don't remember where it was did you yeah. go on tour with her or was just a show my that first you no my first european tour was with marcia griffiths mm -hmm. i think that was in 2005 i think it was okay yeah around that time yes and it was trust me a great experience working with such a legend yeah great experience yes because you know 
Marcia is all, me, me I like a little baby going out there <laughs> with, with a Marcia Griffith. So right there and there, I have to entertain the Marcia Griffith audience. Got you. And Marcia Griffith's audience. And we had we had one song together, Woman. Okay. That we did for Jermaine. That mm. song did very well. That song is like an anthem. <laughs> and anytime we perform that song on stage is magic. Mm. Up until this day, and that song done like a couple of years well. Yeah, and we went on that tour. It was an all-female tour with myself and Marcia and a um, female band was there also, and Brick and Lace at the time. Okay. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were the opening act. And trust me, it was, as I tell you, that was a great experience. I can remember performing in, I think it was in, I think it was in um, France. Yeah. And another thing again, Rich, I was there, like, I went on, I did my whole set, and, you know, and everybody was there and blah, blah, blah. When I was done, I was like, these people boring. <laughs> but even the MC wanted was to call me back on. I said, uh-uh, I don't want to go back up there. <laughs> but after Marcia, because Marcia closed the show, Marcia mm -hmm. Griffiths closed the show, so she went on to perform and wreck the place. And then she goes, Lady G. When she said Lady G is like, no, I was like, I wonder if they think it was another lady. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place erupts. Mm. And we just burn it down. You know what I mean? So, I mean, those things kind of teach me a lot, you know, as an artist. Mm -hmm. When you go on stage, don't watch the crowd. Don't watch the crowd. Give it your hundred percent and that will speak for you in the long run just go up and give it your hundred percent yeah man and that is what sound system taught me you know what i mean you're standing around here in the arms you don't have to be crowd looking in nobody's mm -hmm. face <laughs> you have to go in here so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah man i will enjoy yourself too yeah and yeah, find man. it you understand. Yep. Behind yep. you, I see some trophies. What trophies are those that you oh. awards that you've gotten throughout the years? I can turn the camera a little. What well, mm -hmm. this what this is like nothing, you know, because yeah. half of my trophies in Jamaica, you know, where okay. I get all the DJ of the year. I think it was 1988, 1989. It was like five years straight. I got what? the female DJ of the year, yes. But this is um this is an award I got from um from from Black Scorpio when he was celebrating is um I think 50th? it was fifty year yeah in the business mm -hmm. that was September the twentieth and that was another award that I got um up here in New Jersey in two thousand and nine mm -hmm. female DJ of the year two thousand and nine mm -hmm. you know this is nothing yeah. this is nothing <laughs> <laughs> I should be in Jamaica to show you all those trophies some of them is at my mother's house. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them is in my house in Jamaica, so they're all over the place. But this is like the the newly ones. <laughs> and oh, I have an. This is another one too. I got this one also too. This other wow. one is another award I got too. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this one is from, but another award. <laughs> Crazy. 
Yes. <laughs> highly decorated, you understand. I have yes, I have yes. two more questions before I get you out of here. Yeah. All of your you spoke about Papa San, Chevelle yes. Franklin, Danny Brownie, um, and a couple more of them. They turned Christian and stuff like that. They were all dance hall doing their stuff. Has there yeah. been any point in your career where you felt pressure to go walk that same lifestyle also? No, not at all. No. Mm -hmm. And I still do keep in touch with Papa San. Mm -hmm. I still keep in touch with Cheval Franklin. Mm -hmm. Still um, keep in touch with Chrissy D. No, never. No. You know, one day Shelly Thunder looked at me and said, <laughs> she said to me, because me and Shelly Thunder is very good friends, so mm -hmm. very good friends. She said to me, Lady G, you know that the only thing you need to do now is baptize. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you doing anything that is out of the way. No. All you need to do now is just, because from years, I know you. I've never seen you try, you know, you know, live a certain lifestyle or, you know, do certain things. You just need to baptize now. <laughs> Laugh. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I'm not no Papa Sal always praying for me. Cheville always praying for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, everybody has their own path to walk. Seven brothers, seven yes. different minds. Yes. You understand even 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 lady saw tell me the same thing too even lady mm -hmm. said the same thing to me yeah <laughs> but i don't know i'm at peace with myself i don't know i'm a i'm a god-fearing person you know mm -hmm. always praying i believe you know i believe in the almighty god so it's like i i, I don't know if, if if going to the church make a big difference i don't know but um i mean the Almighty know what he having in store, having store for me. So whenever you know, <laughs> for sure you understand. Yes, that. whenever, yeah. Right now we're in 2021. We see a big show coming up with you yes. on it. Best of the best. Best of the best. Yes, All I'm right. looking forward. I'm looking forward to that show from 2020. <laughs> mm -hmm. What could they expect yes. from the great Lady G in some on that type of show mm. there? Honestly, that's that's a magnificent performance. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, but I'm not tooting my own on, but there's something about me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's to me, it's like a spiritual vibe. Like, when I go on stage, it's like, or even, even prior up to this interview, I was like, what am I going to talk? What am I going to say? What am I going to talk? I don't even remember <laughs> some of the things that I do and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, whatever. It's something that always, I'm always like that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going on a short perform. I know the songs that I'm going to sing, but honestly, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what, what, what approach I'm going to take. Right. It's just like, it's just something just that just, spontaneous it's just the, yeah. the spirit of the music just move me and that's it and all i can say is just the spirit of the music just move me you know yeah. and you know the audience can just feel it mm -hmm. you know so i'm looking forward to that show you know yeah i'm looking forward to that show moreover so there's a lot of female artists on it and you know i, I love that vibe i love it you know i love that when when other females on on shows that I, I feel good about it. 
And yeah. and right now, the females, the younger females right now, they are doing very well. They're doing very well. Trust me, I'm a proud. I'm I'm so proud of a lot of them. Yeah, man. Even seeing you and Spice on the same show, I could tell that that type of energy that you guys bring to that yes. stage is yes. going to be next level altogether. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Because Spice is a stage performer, likewise mm-hmm. myself. So, I mean, and I'm, I'm the only female DJ that, like, representing, like, for the foundation yeah. part of it. So, you know, definitely... I, I'm gonna have to be performing for the new generation, <laughs> the older generation, mm-hmm. everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's it, to me, it's just a joy and a pleasure to be on a stage now with this generation of female. Yeah, man. For real, that's true. New music. Are we getting any new music from G this oh, year? Yes. What What's going on? Oh yes, I have a new song that I did for. For Anthony Malva, Malva Entertainment, that song just came out this week, named Big Woman Thing, and he called me a couple of time over the, um, oh, a couple of time last week, because I, I need to do a job for it, drop for it, and telling me that most of the, the, the radio station, you know, that he gave it, they're feeling the song, they're feeling my song on the rhythm, yeah, they're, they're loving it. And the, the females are, you know, as usual, me always uh, say the thing for the woman. It's all right, I represent for the big woman. Them. When I say big woman, it doesn't mean that you have to be at a certain age. It's just the things that you do. The things that you do make you a big woman. Yeah, think positive. Yeah, work hard. Have your own things. Independent. You know what I mean? Big woman thing. You understand? And another song that I did for one of my little bridging, um, Simon. Cement Kid is his label is Concrete Records. I did another song for him. Um a new song that is coming out too. Yeah. Some people can look out for it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And we have a couple crazy. little other things that I think for come out when we do, you know. You know, I want to send a rhythm to me. I already having a project and they want me to be a part of it. So yeah. Because yeah, I know you even put out a song. Thing, man. Yeah, man. You'd worked with Mad Squad and um, put out a song. No, but a yeah, yeah, no problem. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Me na no problem. Me na no stress. Me na no worries. Me lifestyle bless. Me na in a no mix up. No, me na no mess. Men have no issues. I get off of my chest. <laughs> At that time, there were, you know, you know, pasta pasta was going on between the females. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> and I tell you, all of my songs, them have meaning, and you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. Last one I have for you before I get you out here, and before I even ask this last question, listen, if nobody's ever told you. And okay, I'm going to tell you honestly, I know that you're not really a talker. You don't really like to talk and stuff like that. But you see, yeah. this is what you sat down and did tonight. Yeah, draw, draw me out, muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what you've shared with us tonight is nothing short of amazing. Nothing short of amazing. Thank you so much for sitting down. You're with welcome. Us. You're welcome. You understand. Last you're one welcome. I have here for you. 
you've had this career 80s to right now. Yeah. When has been the highest point of your career? And when has been the lowest point of your career thus Ooh. far? You know, I never talk about this song that myself and Chrissy D had mm-hmm. that was on the British chart, a song like Girls Like Us, Girls, Girls Like This. Yeah, that's a, uh, they call it a garage music. We did it in, in reggae and um, for UB40. Okay. And um, they have some guys in England remix it and to a garage beat. Mm-hmm. And while I was, here, while I was in America, I mean, my, my, my daughter, who is, she is 22 years old now. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I went back to Jamaica, Danny told me that, you know, you and Christy D have the biggest song in England right now on the British chart. What? I was like, we, we did that song like five years ago, five mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came back, Danny say, you and Chrissy, they have the, one of the biggest songs on the British star. And I I had was to fly immediately to England, me and Chrissy D, to go and promote it. We did Top of the Pops, mm-hmm. you know, with people like Lucy Pearl and this guy, I think his name was Christopher something. It was like the big thing there at the time. Mm-hmm. And a couple more other big artists and... We did Top of the Pops and we did uh, all the big stations in um, in England and a couple of performances. And yeah, when, you know, listening to the radio, like, oh, um, Britney Spears is number three and girls like us, Lady G and Chrissy D were like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, really? Like, you know, my family and my friends saw me on, mm-hmm. you know, on BBC and all of them, like, you know what I mean? That was like, you know, a real high, 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 high point mm-hmm. of my, my career. And I want to tell you that song is the biggest royalty I've ever gotten. And, and a lot of people don't know that song. That's how the they music have to Google business it. is. Yeah, yes. yeah. The business but is so weird. The highest point of my career, I would say, other than that was like, you know, when me and Papa son had those combinations. Mm-hmm. Yes, highest point. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the lowest point. I would have to try to remember the year when um when I was trying to make a comeback. That's the time when um my my daughter passed. I had a daughter that passed off, so that time was like yeah mm-hmm. yeah really down time for Lady Jane. Yeah, but you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, condolences <laughs> about that situation. But again, you yeah, see, man. once you're on that stage, yeah. just like I could tell you your locks journey and all that, because we've seen you from your weave with the bob to your blonde <laughs> now, to your lock, it's right? just you that public life. So it's it's it's, it's crazy, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Crazy. <laughs> if they want to check out anything you have coming up, follow you on social media, get in contact you for dubs and all of those yeah. stuff there, because I know you make killer dubs when you're ready to, you know. If they want to check you out for that, how yes. can they get, get in contact with you? Um, well, um, my Facebook, you can hit me up on Facebook. It is um, Lady G5 because there is so much Lady G out there. So I had to put my last name to it. And the 5 is spelled F-Y-F-F-E. Mm-hmm. And um, for IG, it's 
original underscore Lady G. Mm -hmm. So people can check me out on all those platforms. Mm -hmm. Link me up, inbox me. Yeah, yeah and they get all the information. Yes. Good to go. So bookings also, because my bookings information is also on it. Right now, the floor is yours. If there's anybody you want to big up, anything you want to say, the floor is yours right now, Miss Lady G. Well, first of all, I want to big up my brother Pancho, who has been a force behind my career. Always there for me. Mm -hmm. Supporting me all the way. You know what I mean? Big up my manager, Biggs. You know, of course, I have to big up my kids because them support me a lot. You know what I mean? They are the reason why, you know, <laughs> to me, they are the reason why I'm living, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, big up my DJ friend, Itman Wally. I want a special big up to Matt Andrew, because Matt Andrew have been a great part of my, of my career. I want to big up the whole Main Street crew. I want to big up Gussie, who, Gussie Clark, who believed in me. You know what I mean? All the producers that I've worked with. I just want to big up all my fans, the people that support Lady G all over the years and never give up on me. Always there for me. All the radio disc jockeys, them who play my music, you know what I mean? Radio disc jockey, when I don't have to give no money for play my song from Lady G, I have a song them just play. You know what I mean? I just, you know, want to say a lot of love goes out to everybody who have helped to build. You know, I would, I would be bigging up people on and on and on and on and on. But I just want to say a big thank you to everybody, everyone who play a part in Lady G career because I couldn't do it by myself. Crazy, crazy. This conversation is nothing like I imagined it to be. I knew it was going to be great, you know, but I didn't know it was going to be this great. <laughs> Lady G, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. And if nobody's ever told you, you're so appreciated in this business, even if we don't see you every day and we don't get new music from you every day, when right. those songs come on, we appreciate it more than you even know. Thank you for being you. you you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much too, for welcome. having me on this program. Yeah. I, and I have to say, mm -hmm. I watch almost all of them. Every night. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that, that's yep. that's that's a big thing coming yep. from somebody like yep. you that really's yep. been there Even and been around. Might not see me out there on the social media and everything. I'm in tune to everything that's going yeah. on. All right. All yep. right. I, I hear you. All right. <laughs> so then you know this then. Before I get you out here, you know I'm gonna ask you for an old school medley before we go, right? Okay. I can't right. remember them. <clears throat> <laughs> ah, you ready? All right. No care how many I'm not spread no Roma show me no respect. Not show me living at the ghetto show me no respect. No care how many I'm not spread no Roma show me no respect. Not show me living at the ghetto show me no respect. I know that. So nobody that come here with their galley galley changes. Ease off. Breeze off. You know, you said get album now they are right again. Just ease off. Freeze off, do you not get me now? You want look, my friend, just ease off. Freeze off, me tell you now I said you come back again, just ease off. All of that. Mosquito Versace, me fling down. You know what, Dulce Gabbana, we ya bring down. Cause I'm the love, but we ya travel and I buzzle every day, but they can't ship back me new window. All of that. 
temple person say you are miss lady g say you are this mind you destroy the relationship temple person say you are miss lady g say you are this mind you destroy the relationship another man of a right to man of a right to if you don't hurt me me now go hurt your chop man of a right to man of a right to if you don't hurt me another no guy can go on like no bad man this year. Cause all way I go on answer sitting with me here. The one them where make people see them and a scare. The woman the eye that sit down from them like cheer. Both them a bad man will run Kingston today. Never them carry respect maximum. He in a me bedroom, I want him to me down. How when him come him to me with a play, play gun. But him a bad man. Bad man for who? Both your bad when you don't have a clue. And that. Me say profound, if you know your man a bad man, turn him on, make him up to the psalm. Profound, if we have a good time, violent. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen to me, Lady G, just how you just went into it. And it's like we know the songs, but once you hear them again, it's like, holy smokes, yes. Yeah, you understand? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lady G, thank you so on. much. You didn't even go into 1% of what Don't the catalog is. <laughs> Not even one. Not even one. Listen, yep. let me give you an outro and get you out of here because this conversation is one for the books. Holy yeah. smokes. Thank you again. You're welcome. It's a you pleasure. I mean? All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.